listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. Do this Tuesday night podcast thing, eh? Let's do it. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jimmy. Pull up your dress. I want to show you how the West was won. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got to tell me. you got to, you got to con- give the context. The context of that. of that is we've been, obviously, we asked a question on Twitter, which we'll get onto about music, but it led us to sort of listening to a few more tunes together, which we have been anyway. We've been sort of like spending our Music's evenings. Music's really... T- yeah, um, listening to a bit yeah, of Planet yeah. Rock Radio and, you know, listening nights with Alice Cooper, fun times. But I revisited a song by a band called Rival Sons that I really like called All Over the Road. And it yeah, it's got it's got that line, pull up your dress. I'm gonna show you how the West was won. And I when I heard that I was like, Oh, that's a bit that's a bit much that like but I was I, I said I was like, It's a great line that and you went, Jesus Christ and I was like, Yeah, actually it's quite it's quite wrong that, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, so, uh, hello everyone. Hello. hello, Andy. Hello. Hello, Jem. How are you doing? Mm. Yeah, I'm good. You good? Yeah. This Tuesday night podcast, like, what's, what's going on? Well, we we <clears throat> um, didn't have the energy to do it on Sunday, is the long and short, and then last night true. we didn't either. True, true So that. that's why it's Tuesday. <laughs> and it has to be Tuesday, because tomorrow night is Wednesday. And you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Now, let me get this out of the way right now. <clears throat> Happy CM Punk week, everyone. Oh, my God. I've seen nothing but that going around this fucking son of a bitch, so... You better fucking show up. Happy, of course he's going to show up. Do you know what? It's not even a thing now. No. They're saying, like, it's going to be the biggest show in history. Kyle's 100% on the nose fucking Derby's going to come out. MJ, if MJF, if it's one, two, three, or tap out or whatever to Jericho, if Jericho loses, Jericho's off with fucking Fozzie for a bit. True, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh Sorry. <clears throat> and MJF's totally ruining that, or trying to ruin that party, which is going to make it even better. Carl's on the nose. That's happening. It's not even a, it's not even a question. I'm presuming, obviously, we're not, we don't have a segment to talk about this, so I can ask you now. If you're you if you're booking Rampage on Friday, do you get the CM Punk thing out of the way in the first segment? Because you know everyone's going to be chanting his name throughout the show, no. or do you wait? No, because if they put it at the start of the show, what will happen is, unfortunately, with all the e-drones that are coming over, not people that like WWE and listen to the show, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the losers, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> people are clapping Alexa Bliss, that they're the people who, are, who I'm talking about. That some you maybe like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand of those people are gonna watch because they want to see CM Punk. True, yeah, so they want to get the rating. So the, if if you do that at the start of the show, the first because the thing is like, for I think Dynamite was like nine nine seven nine or something like that. Jericho versus um, Wardlow was one point two million viewers. So it went along, went along, went along, and spiked at one point two. So they want to keep that. So if they if they've got if they're going to have like one. I'm predicting for Rampage 1.1. Okay, yeah, yeah, I would. If it was Dynamite, I'd have said 1.6. But like, but I'd be be like hoping that's what it got Mm. to. But if it gets over a million for that Friday night death slot, then they've done 
Absolutely. magic. Absolute magic. And just fuck it. Just put it on at eight o'clock. Going head to head with SmackDown. Different fan base. No, it shows you like, I think SmackDown um, re- did really well. Like two point two over two million viewers mm-hmm. this week. They must have advertised Cena actually going to be on the show, which you know you need to do every time he's on it. Morons. But they they got like seven hundred and fifty thousand or something like that, which is really great for that thing. But it shows you there ain't it ain't the same fan base. Like two point two million people aren't jumping over and watching Rampage. No, so just put it on at a fucking decent time and give yourself a decent chance of having a good a good uh, a good rating. But anyway, they've got to put it on as the last segment because if they put it on as the first segment. They'll have a massive drop off, and the average rating will be like eight hundred thousand. Whereas if they put it in the end, the same amount of people are going to watch, but the average rating will be like a million or whatever it is. Yeah, true. So yeah, it's a happy seeing Punk Week, everyone. I've looked at the, and I know I said I was going to do it, but I've looked at the WWE news, and it's all massively out of date and really fucking ranty and shit. So I ain't doing it. Bronson Reed got released. You all know this. You all know the list of the people who got released. You probably all know that Chelsea Green is currently still fighting them for her birth name, but they've said that they'll give it up, but I haven't given it up yet. Trying to fucking trademark a name, anyway. And I think I had a a couple of other bits like um, NXT changing to big guys. Yeah. There you go. There's your WWE wrap-up. So I hope hope you're well, everybody. And let's uh, get on with it, shall we? Hello everyone and welcome once again to RTM Wrestling episode 172, if you can fucking believe it. Uh, Hope you're all safe, hope you're all doing well, hope you're all enjoying possibly the most exciting time in wrestling in about 20 years. Uh, My name's Andy. Mm. Sorry, (laughs) I was uh, having a slug of my drink and I'm Gemma. And we are RTM Wrestling. You Even though the intro says I'm Emma, obviously, because I used to go by Emma. That's quite confusing, isn't yeah, it? If anyone's the new well, listener. Yeah, it's everyone. like, has he replaced e- Emma with Gemma? Everybody knows. Because it's easier to... Everybody knows. Yeah, um, yeah we are at RTM Wrestling on Twitter. If you want to join us in all these conversations that we're about to fucking have with all these things that we've posted out this week, then do so. It'd be great to hear from you. We're on all podcast stations, networks, fucking... Wherever you get it, it's going to be there. So go and get it if you if you want to. If you're listening to it, you have. So thank you. Um, so we'll start off the show with uh, an interesting question from at Heel Turn Twenty One, which is Brian. Uh, here is my wrestling sucks question of the week. Would you rather have one wish granted today, or five wishes granted in ten years? None of this wishing for more wishes shit. Uh, one wish today, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm glad you. We did. So we didn't talk about this before. No. One wish today. The reason why is you could be dead in nine years. Exactly. You could. Yeah. Just get get me that fucking wish today. Yeah. And the wish is money, 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 infinite bank account, and then all my other wishes come true. See, I'm really boring with wishes. You wouldn't wish for tons of money. No, I wouldn't. Me and you would have to have a serious conversation. Do you if know you, if what? If a genie turned up, what would you wish I for? I don't know whether or not this is allowed. 
In the context of the rules. In the context of the rules, because... You just said no more wishes for right, no okay. more wishes. I know that this is going to sound like... This is a massively controversial thing to say, considering that you where you and I stand on religion. But when I used to pray, when I used to go to church with school and all that shit... What? I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm joking. And I used to pray to the Lord God above, our saviour. <laughs> um, I used to always pray for health and happiness. And I don't know whether that's two wishes, but I would right. wish for health and happiness every day of the week. If, I know it's boring. Right. That is, to me, that's like you coming home and saying, here's some fucking magic beans. Here's <laughs> why. I'm talking billions. I'm going to, I'm but wishing. you might be dead. Right. You might have like incurable no. cancer no. or something. What, Bil- what, what use is your money there? B- best healthcare you can provide. Yeah, but you're going to die. And happiness is, yeah, but you would have died anyway. Oh, well, I'd rather be penniless and happy than. Uh, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Me and, me and you'd have serious words if you came home with health and happiness because my old ass is going to die. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I've been talking to Kyle about this broccoli situation on his pizza. <laughs> So I know it's dead I boring, but it's all I want. It's all I, I... I just... I I don't even assume. When we booked those Alan Partridge tickets, I thought, that's a bit presumptuous, expecting I'm going to be alive in 2022. I think it's more to the point expecting he's going to be alive in 2022. <laughs> exactly. No, Life's joking. bloody short. Yeah, no, I, that's 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 my boring wish, Soz. Soz about that. Oh, Soz, Christ. Soz. Six, six billion, we've got the best booper policy you can get, like... You saw it. Six billion. Six billion. Is that your figure? That's the figure. Yeah. Why six? Six billion. I don't know. What's the what's six billion about? Because <sighs> because it's better than five, yeah, but, but not as good as seven. I'm not going to be too greedy because if I if I wish for billions and billions of pounds, not dollars, conversion rates rubbish, then you know it's got to have to come from somewhere. Mm. If I take six billion. To all the, the Tories who were backbench Tories at the moment, like all their mates probably won't notice that going. A hundred billion might cause a few issues. Society might collapse. I just can't imagine right, I I know that this is this is going way off what we're supposed to be talking about, but I can't get my head around the fact that a billion is a thousand million. million. A thousand million. I'd make a million last me a lifetime. 6,000 million, that's what I want. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, seriously, that is crazy. Like, crazy money. Like, that's, that's so much money. Oh, yeah. And oh I want six. Good. What? Six, because happiness comes with the, 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 the number six when it has a billion after it. I have to say, money does, money does make you happy, whatever. Pe- people say that it doesn't, but they're usually really rich. No, they're usually really poor. The people who say that money doesn't make opposite you happy. ends of the spectrum, innit? The really poor people say money doesn't make you happy because you want to try and make yourself feel better. Really rich people as well. They're so used to their money. They're like, I'm kind of unhappy some days, guys. Well, guys, yeah. doesn't make you happy. Yeah. However, it's the sweet spot in the middle. Us folks in the middle, who aren't like dirt poor, and we're really far away from rich. That's that's where money makes you happy. Here's why really rich people say money doesn't make you happy. It's because they have to work to get it. So yeah. they're, they're actors, they're fucking The Rock. He can't go anywhere without getting hounded, right? Yeah. If somebody just, if, if some genie gives me six billion, me and you fucking disappear and nobody ever sees from us, sees or hears from us again and we're just fucking touring the world. True, true. You know, doing whatever the fuck we want. Nobody knows who we are. Amazing. Whereas, you know, famous people who are rich... 
they have to they have to fucking you know they, they can't walk outside and just go and go and get like a coffee in the morning from somewhere they just get hounded the rock can't go and get a coffee no of course not he's so noticeable isn't he no, like there's he's just fucking no giant there's no way you could like go unnoticed like if if wwe let's take wwe for example touring in the uk like back sort of like 2012 2014 sort of thing john cena if you we're talking about manchester city center here yeah. you've got you're in a hotel they're playing there that night and it's like i need to go to the apple store to fix my my fucking phone or something yeah. there are certain wrestlers who could easily walk into manchester arndale and wear a cap and no one would notice who they were they wouldn't have a fucking clue. John C- Cena, Cena couldn't. Cena, Cena couldn't, no. John Cena couldn't. Roman Reigns could not. No. Nope. Because he's so noticeable. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he could go. Yeah. I, I nearly missed him in the in the shop. Any of the women could go because they wear that much makeup on the show. You wouldn't recognise them if they had a bare face and their hair in a bun. No. Like, you wouldn't have a fucking clue if it was Carmella just walking around with no makeup on and her hair up in a ponytail. No. And just in normal clothes. You would just walk past her. You wouldn't fucking notice. You might think, oh, that's a, a, an unusually pretty person for Manchester. But like, <laughs> <laughs> an, an unusually no, no. slim person for Manchester. But you wouldn't like, you wouldn't notice. But there are some people who just can't do it. They just can't do it. They're too imposing of a figure. Yeah. And if you're imposing as a figure, you might as well just go all out and be like a fucking star. It's like, yeah. well, I'm going to get recognised anyway. Yeah. The Rock was probably like... You know, I'm going to get stopped in the street from now till kingdom come. Let me at least try and be like an A-lister. If we're going to if I'm going to get bothered, I want the fucking cash that comes yeah. with it. I want the red carpets and all that jazz. I want a private ch- plane every now and again. You typing? Just typing away. Just typing away. I'm talking to Carl about uh... Listen, Kyle, if you're listening to this, Will Ospreay's entrance music. Stop bothering Andy while he's doing a bloody podcast. Hey, I'm hey, joking. Hey, hey, hey. I've just put yeah because he's just pointed out to me that it is different, and it is different. But I do I, I do like Osprey's new one. But yeah, the the other one's better. The G One Supercard opening match, elevate. You know, that's what we're talking about. Right. Um. So that's that's what we do with those wishes, Brian. So this is the the, the main game we played today. Yes. Which is music face or heel? Yes. Or face and heel. Mm-hmm. So, did we say this on the last show, or did we just kind of do it last no, night? No, I don't think so. Yeah, we're saying, what music would you choose? If Tony Khan, because, you know, he's, he's, he loves that checkbook, if he's going to, you know, get out your check, get out his checkbook and go, right, what what song do you want? I'm just going to buy it you. Whatever song, whatever song you want, it's yours. That's your entrance. So you pick a face song, you pick a heel song. If you listen to this and you've not joined in and you want to join in... Tweet us at RTM Wrestling. This can run and run. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I'll, I'll think of something new. Well, I messaged a few of the, the regulars to, to kind of give them the jump on it, and, and not everyone's thought of one yet, but I'll, I'll read it out on the weekend show as well. So first, we've got Axel underscore JMO, and he said, Face, last night the DJ saved my life. Solid, <laughs> solid choice. I Is like... it? Yeah, of the guy, The guy looks like a Viking. The DJ saved my I was ex- life. From a broken heart. I, yeah, I tune. was I was expecting some sort of like Amon Amarth shit coming out of this for Axel, but I'd like to know if Axel has like you know 
he's in flares. You know, he's got flared Chinese is it trousers. A, now, if it's a disco is character, it a disco character, it works. Well, no, I I think I do I do think it works either way. A guy that looks like a Viking coming out to last night at DJ Save My Life. Well, you're over, aren't in you? In straight. So so imagine this, right? Lance Archer comes out to that song, yeah. looking like Lance Archer. That's what he looks like. Mm. That ain't, that's not well. It's over, but I don't know if it's over in the way he wants I, it to I be. Think it, I think Acting it's like Lance it's, Archer. It's kind of that odd that it starts to really become quite cool. Like it's okay. like it's that fucking weird that it's like it's almost like a cult following to okay. me. Update us on that, Axel. Are you a disco? <laughs> are you a disco character, or are you Lance Archer? Are you a frustrated like John Travolta from the seventies? You just a John Travolta. Do you, do you watch like, like Saturday Night Fever and go shit? What a man! What a fucking man that man was. <laughs> a lot of men think what a man. Well, and so does he. Well, yeah. There's nothing wrong. Sure, with if that. he could go back in time and have sex with himself, I'm sure he would. Like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. Christ alive. Uh, his heel song is a Man in a Box. Alice in Change. Alice in Change Alice and Change Alice in Chains <laughs> Jesus holy shit this is going to be a fun show I've not had a drink or anything I'm drinking for both of us so at Game Banters put well I don't come across as a hard fucker so obviously they'd have to be I'd have to be a comedy wrestler so with that in mind Face Song Love Shack The B-52s yes, <laughs> yes. now this fucking I was laughing at this for about 10 minutes Heel, Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'd only come out during the last minute of the song. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, Jesus. Excellent Jesus. choice. That, Excellent choice. They were good ones then. Uh, at Heel Turn 21, Brian, go follow him. You know you want to. Uh, but, so my face song would be Why Can't We Be Friends <laughs> by War and... By War? Is that By War? Is that is that the band? <laughs> Do you know what that is? Is it not? Why can't we be friends? Oh yeah, Why yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Be? I think I'm presuming I'm it's that. It, it might is. not yeah, be, yeah. but yeah. I, that's what came to back to mind. Which is a good, is it's a good, good wrestling. It's, it's a good, good one wrestling. for it's good one for him as well. Like yeah. if he's wearing a fucking WWE branded t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, we were chatting before about uh, SummerSlam. Oh yeah. So he's still on the fence whether or not he's going to go. Oh, I think he should go. Twenty twenty five dollar tickets. I mean. I if, think he should go. If, if it's in his town, then I I would go if I was him. I think it's about a three or four hour drive, and you know, oh. Ameri- you know, well, Americans are asked about no, like, driving. No, that's true. It's thing. not like the UK. It's not like us where we like drive ten minutes up the road. We're like, nah, let's get a fucking Uber. <laughs> um, so yeah, twenty five dollar ticket. I think he said one hundred and twenty for a decent seat. I mean, it's not. It's not that big. It's not. It's nah, not I mean, I think that, if it? if you're gonna go, I suppose it's a reasonable time to go because. I mean, depending on how you feel about John Cena, but like Cena's there, you know, it's like you're probably yeah. going to get a Becky Lynch return there. No? I don't think you will. You'll get a Becky Lynch return on a Raw or a SmackDown. Do you reckon? Well, yeah, she might be it... there on at SummerSlam, though, or come out. So yeah. I would say maybe, maybe. it's, you know, because obvi- obviously he, he still is, is what he's still enjoying it yeah. and likes it. So I would say that, you know, if it's on a day that's convenient, I'd say go. Yeah, you, if you if you can do, and it's not that much of a ball, like go. Mm, yeah, if if you want if you want our opinion, I'm yeah. sure you don't. But <laughs> uh, and his heel song would be the sound of his newborn son oh. crying on repeat. Jesus Christ, but that's terrible. So he was that we're kind of saying about like um, uh, right to censor because th- 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 this this is, I've got to get this out of the way now before we get to ours. 
I've really struggled with this. Mm-hmm. We kind of said it last night and then was like, this has been really hard. <laughs> do you know what though? I'm an absolute bugger for asking you a question. I've do- I do this all the time. You know how, and obviously going back to what you're saying, but you know how you're in conversation with certain people and they go, what's your favourite something something? And you know that they're asking you because they're dying to tell you theirs. Really? Yeah, you know, like people will ask you something, but they've got something in mind because that makes sense why they'd be asking it. But I always ask you something, and you go, "Oh, what's yours?" And I go, "I don't know, not thought about it." <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, why am I asking this? I've not even got anything in my own head. That doesn't matter. So I asked you that question about oh, Tony Khan's got his checkbook out. What? What do you yeah. think? You like? Oh, I'd have to think about it. Well, what, what would you have then? And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, not thought about it. <laughs> I don't give it any thought." And I, and I hadn't until like that. Yeah. And we were like fucking stumped when we were looking through. Well, I've I've took this far too seriously. Yeah, you have a bit. So like, there's no there's no comedy on this. But anyway, let's get let's get back to it. So Ryan, who's at p two five Ryan on Twitter, go and give him a follow. Has put Dream Theater, and I'm guessing it's six a.m. The song's called. I listened to it to it because to be honest, Dream Theater is one of those bands that everybody in the the rock metal scene fucking mm. love. I've never, I've never listened to him. So I'll listen to a bit of this. You can totally see the intro with the lights going. Yeah, yeah. It's kind Absolutely. of bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It goes, it go, I mean, it'd, it'd be an interesting character, like what uh, what type of car- character I am for that one, but yeah, good good choice. Uh, at Chris Horrocks 31. Oh, Chris. Yeah, oh, you, didn't, you didn't let me down, did you? <laughs> Heal, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh so, so people would think it was Flair coming out. Oh, <laughs> nice. Face, the hokey cokey. Oh, that's more of a heel one, Chris. I don't know. I can see where he's going with that. Like, coming out and getting everyone in the crowd doing gonna it. Everyone's going to do it, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, of course they are. Everyone's going to do it. Of course they are. Yeah. And we're still, we're still awaiting on a, a few people's ones, but they're the ones we've got so far. So should we get to ours? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think like you're right though. Like it was, it's really difficult when you think about it. And then it's, do you know what? Over the years, if you would have asked me this when we first started doing the podcast, way back when. We technically did it though, didn't we? We kept became yeah, with like. But like, I was, I always used to think heel, it's got to be dark and you've got to be like a baddie and all that yeah. shit. But I kind of think the whole like, um magic shit that WWE did with like Bray Wyatt and yeah. Alexa Bliss I sort of ruined that sort of like mystique bad guy vibe for me to the point now where I don't find heels that are like that that effective yeah. I find heels like MJF much more effective the smarmy little twat. yeah just yeah. like really annoying heels like because yeah. they do get under your skin whereas and it's not about like, oh, I would desperately want to be booed and all that shit. It's it's more like they're the, they're the heels that really make an impact. Whereas yeah. I never used to think of them as heels. I used to just think they were comedy characters. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I'll go first. Go for it. So War by Edwin Starr is my face song for sure. Um, love it. So such a such a great song. And my heel song would probably be. I struggled with that a little bit. How you like me now? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's a good. But then that I'm like a full of myself here. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. 
if I was going down that annoying comedy route, and I know I'm a woman, however, probably that, you know, in the same vein as Chris with the Hokey Cokey, that song, that, that su- the Superman song, where it's like, brush your teeth, comb oh, your hair, Jesus, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really annoying. What was that? The Casper Slide was another one, wasn't it? Casper was Slide? Casper Slide. Yeah, yeah. Casper Slide. I was like, who's that? that? It's a, a, a more boring ghost. Yeah, so I've taken this way too seriously, but we have got bonus tracks for other heels and faces other than ourselves. Oh, yes. So I, I, I spent too much time thinking of the, the, the face thing that I, I struggled with the heel. So I got a few. I had S&M, Master of Puppets, because the S&M version of any Metallica song is the best Much version. Better, yeah. uh, Panama by Van Halen oh, is like been my jam for years. Uh, Wasted Years by Iron Maiden, another good good intro. You know, you can see the lights going off. But I've settled on Square Hammer by oh, Ghost. Yeah, solid choice. Yeah, because I think when that free count hits and the chorus, the chorus just kicks in. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be awesome. Heal, I've gone for Voodoo Pe- Voodoo People by Prodigy. Oh wow! Okay, shit. I would, yeah. I would, if you'd have given me, yeah. 10 years in a room to come up with a song I never would have come up with that. Well, I was thinking to start with about, um, uh, I don't know what they call It's kind of a very, ja- like a, it's, it messes with your yeah, head, that song. Yeah, it does. Uh, but I was thinking about, um, oh, what they call it, um, Pendulum to start mm. with. But Pendulum ones are a bit more <laughs> upbeat, so I think they'd work more for a face, whereas yeah. that, I think, just a bit of a, like, a badassy, not like Alistair Black, but, you know, not that, like, gothic, but, you know, a bit of Lance Archery, you know, yeah. smacking people. That's all I'm good for. But the bonus tracks I've got. Okay, yeah. And I've had a lot more fun with the bonus tracks. F- face bonus track songs. Sure. Ya Ya Ding Dong. Oh my God, <laughs> Ya Ya Ding Dong, of course. Why didn't I think of that? That would be fucking great. God, the crowd. Singing Ya Ya Ding Dong would make my life. Now, I know he's recently just signed with AEW. And we'll get to that later because we've got a bit of a rampage rundown. But Fuego, I think, would be perfect for this. It's living the Vida Loca. <laughs> well, yeah, completely, completely. Now, a song, next one, a song that I've seen, because I literally Googled most annoying songs of all time, <laughs> worst songs of all time, and things like Nickelback were popping up. But I was like, Nickelback don't even deserve the royalty. For, for for Tony Khan paying them for it, so no, they, they, don't, they don't get in. But I saw a song come up repeatedly over and over again, which Gaz will know it very well. Comes up on my yearly playlist nearly every <laughs> fucking year, and it's Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Such a tune! It is a fucking tune. What do what do the kids say now? What do they say? It's a it's a well it's a, you could say it's a vibe is that what it is a vibe I don't know it's a vibe I'm 36 but yeah, I don't know what the shit. kids say it's a fucking good song it's so it's good it's a banger it's banger that Eddie, yeah and when I say Eddie Murphy I am talking about the donkey in Shrek <laughs> it's the Eddie Murphy doing a song Beverly called Beverly Hills Cop baby Party All Time it's a fucking mint tune it is a tune yeah it is such a tune now next one Steal My Sunshine. Oh, yeah, by Len. Yeah. Yep. 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 Let's Get Ready to Rumble, PJ and Duncan. I mean, <laughs> it is 
it always ends up on one of my playlists that if i i put running playlists together or gym playlists upbeat songs that is people may mock oh and i will people may mock anton deck however let's get ready to rumble is such you can't not smile when you hear that song it's so good it's such a good the 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 first right this is because we played it last night and the first 30 to 45 seconds i was in yeah and then after that i was like (laughs) turn this shit off it's driving me fucking crazy like so with, many lyrics, I learned to use them. No, oh, yeah. it's when they start rapping, I'm like, no. Sweating it, written it, busting the mic, no. jamming it, they're no. do what we that like. That wasn't an invitation <laughs> to relive that. I love it so much. No, the fucking, it's, it's so bad. And, and and PJ and Duncan make another appearance later. Um, next song, Party Rock Anthem. Tune. I think that would be good. Yeah, we rediscovered that recently, didn't we? And we like, did. That is a fucking tune. It is a good song. Yeah. It is a good song. Now, the last one I've got... Is specifically for Hangman Adam Page. Okay, yeah. Right. And if they do this, and I tweeted it out, and no fucker cared. No one give a shit. It was like the first one we've had in ages that I haven't had any like interaction or anything. Yeah. I tagged him into it and everything, trying to, trying to, you know, I should have tagged Tony Khan as well. Just, you know, keep, just want to go in. But Ecstasy of Gold for Hangman Page. If he, if he goes against Omega... And that fucking starts from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or if you're a Metallica fan, what they come out to. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what XC Gold is, go to the tweet because I put it up there. But just type it into YouTube. It's so perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a controversial comment here. You're gonna disagree it's not, with no, me? No, no, no. I'm not gonna disagree with you at all. You better not. I think they've already done it. <laughs> no, they've not. They've not done XC Gold, man. I think they have. Before what? we were watching AEW, I'm sure we've watched a highlight. And they used it. He didn't come out to it, but I think one of his like video packages from before we were watching the show. I'm sure Had they it used there. it. Yeah, fuck. I'm sure they fucking. Well, they used should do it. it for his entrance music, and they, and it should be like absolutely. Up, like, oh, oh my god, they should. Yeah, it'd be amazing. They absolutely should. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Heels. We are the world. Oh god. Slash. Too good at this. Slash. Do they know it's Christmas? I know the I know they were charity songs, but they're crap. And you know, fucking just just imagine Bono walking out to one of them songs and he's getting booed, getting the shit booed out. Of him. When he said slash, I was like, slash, Sla- didn't no, do that. slash, do you know it's okay. Christmas? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I think we are the world is ten times better. Do they know it's Christmas is a bit tough? But we are the world's better for a heel. Yeah. No, because I thought it was a better song. It's not. It's not a Christmas song, is it? We are the world. But no. do they know it's Christmas? It's quite. Cool. We are the world. We are the children. Amazing. No, no you're not. Perfect. You're not now. You're all. You're aging celebrities now. We, we are, are the, the world. world. We are aging slightly relevant singers. <laughs> anyway, Rebecca Black Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Next one. Let's get ready to rumble, PJ and Duncan. <laughs> Yeah, it does work. I have both. to put it on there. And this is possibly the worst song of all time. The last one. I'll be I've the got. Judge of that. Possibly the worst song of all time. If there's a worse song than this, then tell me. Because I can't I literally were racking my brain for ages. Can't think of a worse song than this. Britney Spears can't get no satisfaction. The Rolling Stones cover. 
the worst. Don't do it as well. I know you. I know you're dying, <laughs> dying to. to. Don't fucking do I it. I want to do it. Don't do it because I'll, I'll punch you. I won't punch you. <coughs> when I'm no, don't. No, stop it. TV. No, I wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't a joke. I wasn't like, oh, you know, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it. I used to listen to that on repeat when I had her album. Fucking. I loved crap. it when I was like. 13, 12, 13. Oh my I fucking God. thought it was a tune. It's a fucking great song. But she, Avril Lavigne Fuel nearly got on. The reason why it didn't is because it was just a cover for the Icon show. Yeah. She This bitch released this shit. She didn't release it as a single, just to be fair to it her. Was it was on an album. It was, it was released. An album well, she released track. it. Yeah, it was an she album released track. it. Don't be fair to her. It's, it's pure on. gash. She's been through a lot. She can fuck <laughs> off. A father should have ownership of her if she's putting that shit out. I'm joking. That's a joke. She, um, Don't get offended. There was a very awkward red carpet moment, though, with her and Mick Jagger. Right. Where it was like the VMAs or something. Right. Where they said, oh, Brittany, haven't you, like, covered one of the Rolling Stones songs? And he was like, oh, have you? Ah, like, <laughs> yes. He's like, I've not heard it. Oh, Brittany. Oh, you covered one of our songs? <laughs> no. No, she fucking didn't. She murdered one of your songs, Mick. Murdered it. Anyway. And that's the game. Face and Heal Music. I loved it. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was good. It yeah, was good. like that. I really enjoyed looking into that. I mean, you took that way seriously. You had a list of songs. Well, my mine... I, I, yeah. I, I, I did it thinking Tony Khan had actually asked me what I want. Whereas a lot of people, I think... It, took it in the spirit of how it was intended. Yes, which, was... which I took it way too seriously. <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know that's the tact we were going to go down, guys. But, you know, that's why I created the other list. I understand. Uh, yeah, Rebecca Black Friday. Yeah. Die. Um, game number two. Who plays Vince McMahon? Oh, yeah. So who do you reckon is going to play Vince McMahon in the steroid trial movie? And who do you want to play him? So at Friends Wrestle, the one with all the wrestling, put Joey Triviani. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. And I said that. He's just put he's a chameleon and did the picture of I'm old, I'm tired, I'm hot. Come on, what can't I do? <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. A uh, lot, lot, lot of like likes and retweets on that fucking thing, but not many people actually answered. Um Chris Oryx, so Chris Oryx31 put Stephanie will definitely audition to play Vince and then kick off when she doesn't get the part. This film could implode the McMahons. I couldn't yeah. believe Chris, by the way, when you said that. When I rep- I went to reply, I was looking for a gif and I couldn't believe no one had done a gif of Coffee. Vince morphing into Stephanie. I was like, someone's got to have done that somewhere. Or Vince walking down the ramp with his swagger and Stephanie's head on. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't believe someone's not made this for me. Oh, yeah. So inconvenient, but yeah, yeah. It is. I think that a few times with gifts where I think of something. There's got to be something. Yeah, Someone's yeah. got to have made it. It's got to be something like this. Should just make just our like, fucking own crap. instead of being so lazy. I don't, I don't, well, I mean, yeah, I do know how to make them, but the fucking is like, spoiled. Yeah, um, so, <clears throat> lastly, on this uh, Who Plays Vincent Man Challenge, Axel underscore JMO, Vince Vaughn. I think that's a fantastic shout. It's a good I shout. actually think it's a legit option. Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could do that. I mean, Vince, oh, yeah. Vince McMahon, I was going to say. Vince, Vince, Vince McMahon. Vince Vaughn um, doesn't have a ton of range, I don't believe. I've not seen an awful lot from him. However, 
I think he could sink his... I wouldn't have said that David Schwimmer had a lot of range, but, and, and I suppose he hasn't, because when he did Rob Kardashian, he was just Ross playing Rob Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Just always up bewildered in, like, every scene. He just had this, like... He had the Joey Smell the Fart acting going on a lot. Um, but I think Vince, Vince Vaughn, you know, he, he could do it. He could do it. He could play it. Yeah, I think so. Quite comfortably. <laughs> when uh, when Trimmer was playing Kardashian, he'd walk into a room and go, Hi, OJ. Hi. Hi, OJ. Hi. It was close. It was <laughs> fucking close. It was, it was a very, very, very odd casting. But he, he rocked it. You know me, I love the Friends cast. They can do no wrong. Absolutely. Right, let's talk about some wrestling then, shall we? Must we? Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's fucking amazing at the moment. <laughs> uh, not WWE. Don't get, don't get it twisted, Vince. Um, so Rampage debuted this week. So again, seven hundred thousand, which is great for that time slot. Uh, so Ax- Axel Jamo again, but Rampage flew by. It was a great opener. It was decent, buzzing for what's coming up. Like how everything isn't left till the pay per view. Like Bucks versus Jurassic Express on Wednesday should be good. Uh, at All Elite Pod, which is Kyle. And Tiffany, go and follow him if you haven't already. If you haven't already, well, happy birthday you? for this week, Tiffany. I saw it was a birthday. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Shit. Happy birthday! Uh, they put great hour of wrestling. Very good show. So rampage starts, and it's Excalibur, Mark Henry, Taz, and Chris Jericho on the mic. What did you think of this? There was a lot of colour on this commentary scene. There was for a lot me. going on. Yeah, there was. There was a lot. There was a lot of. There was a lot. I, I said to you that, and obviously there's been things on Twitter about Jericho shouting. He's always done that on commentary, yeah. so he, that's that's People what he fucking does. Dorks. I, I always have this thing with Jericho with a lot of things he does that he just turns up and does it with little prep, and I think this was no exception. <laughs> I think he turned up and he did it, and it took him a little bit of time to get into his stride, rather than. Yeah seasoned people who do it who are warmed up yeah. and ready to go I think he needed to warm up but it's a proper Chris Jericho thing you know he can to Chris Jericho and he is right 90% of the time yeah. he can just turn up and do what he do do anything and do it really well and I do think he did it really well but I think he probably did need to sort of have a little bit of a rehearsal yeah. warm up to start with and I just felt like he didn't I felt like he just walked in Wait put the headphone on and they were live I think with the, the commentary thing as well because he's, he's done it the last few times he's been on commentary where he, he's playing a character he's playing Clint mm. Bobsky if you remember Clint Bobsky <clears throat> was from Southpaw Regional Wrestling was his character in, in the WWE like spin off thing he's playing Clint Bobsky yeah. he's doing the same voice which is that's great, yeah, my god, my god, what's going on? Yeah, it's like old hockey, isn't it? Yeah, like, absolutely. Stuff, yeah. He's, he's playing a character, <laughs> and yeah, there was stumbling over the lines a little bit and stuff. But I, I thought there was a lot of time. A lot of them. There was a lot of them. So it was yeah. like, of course, it's it just it felt a little bit like there was one person too many. Yes. There. Yeah. I don't think they quite need. Is it four of them? Four of them, yeah. So Excalibur, Mark Henry, Taz, and Jericho. Does, For a one-hour show, four people on commentary. It's a tad excessive. It is, but I'd liked everybody on it. And yeah. Excalibur is obviously like the lead, so mm-hmm. they've given him the lead book on this one. Very good. Yeah, I, mm. I think Excalibur's great. Mark Henry threw in like one-liners here and there, which were just 
piss funny. Yeah. Taz, I think, <laughs> from the old, you know, WWE, um, Impact, TNA days, Taz is a fantastic, like, colour commentator. He's just brilliant and he's fucking hilarious. If you've ever watched Dark, him and Excalibur are constantly just taking the piss out of whatever they're seeing. And they're roaring, laughing the whole time. And again, for us, because we didn't have... I think there was there was one picture-in-picture which uh, didn't do, like, the... You know, it shows us a logo, we just have to skip it forward. There was one where they did start talking during the ad break, and they were fucking hilarious. Like, they were all going on about some fucking random shit, but it was, but it was good. But I, I like the fact that it's four of them, because... Mm. You're gonna get out of the four of them. You're gonna at least two or three times in a show. Somebody's gonna say something just out of a bit of gold. Yeah, that's just out of character, and they're all gonna react to it, and they're all gonna be laughing or whatever it is. That's that's the way. Because like, if I, it's hard really, because because the, the the normal sort of trope of wrestling commentary, and I, I'll kind of throw resurgence into this a little bit because now the the English commentary went up and all that kind of stuff. So for that, Kevin Kelly is very natural as the lead guy. So I want the lead guy to do the lead guy shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so coming up next, we've got Jay White against David Finley or whatever it is. He can do all that stuff. One, two, oh, he kicked out. The other people with him, I don't want them to be professional. Yeah. Like, I want them to be professional. Like, I don't want them to start, you know, fucking saying you know, stuff that's going to get him sacked. But I don't want. I don't need him to be professional. Mm-hmm. I don't want him saying stuff like, "Oh, and Bobby Lashley this, and Bobby Lashley that." What if Bobby Lashley does this? Well, you know, and they're getting fed lines. Yeah. I don't need it, and that's the, that was the problem with like Mark Henry and Taz and Jericho, is they were trying to play up to that character, to the character of the wrestling commentator. Just be you. Big Show's just him. When he's doing mm. Dark Elevation with Shivani, he's just Big Show. He gives insights like colour commentators should do, but he's big show. And like when something happens, he goes, whoa, and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That's the type of stuff that I want. I want them to go away from, here's a guy in a suit and he's going to present the action to you. If you're going to have wrestlers do it, the wrestlers need to still be wrestlers mm-hmm. and still like what they're seeing and not just like... Because the thing is as well, like I know you can zone commentary out mm-hmm. really well, but... I struggle to zone commentary out, which is why I can't watch Impact, because Matt Stryker is the worst. He's the fucking worst. He's Maro Ranello if Ranello didn't have any pop culture references. Like, one one show, he was, <laughs> Stryker was referencing someone from, like, the 80s. I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about, you loser? <laughs> but anyway, so they had, for Resurgence, they had the Drama King, um, formerly Aiden English, and uh, Alex Kozloff. Kozlov has been doing New Japan Strong. He was right shit. Right, the absolute shits to start with. And now he's pretty good. And he's playing like the, oh, I worship JY and, you know, right, and doing yeah. that kind of thing, which again is fair enough. But the Drama King guy was just like all, every wrestling cliche in the book, every wrestling cliche was coming out of his mouth. And it's just like, Oh my god, like, oh my god, that's the closest 2.9 count we've had. He said 2.9 count about 20 times. I was like, please. It's so fucking hard because I'm with you. I like the, you know, that's why, you know, whenever we've watched Dark and they've just been sort of bantering and, you know, back and forth. 
there's I think almost that's harder to do even though it's really natural because you can't take away from the match because exactly. we've heard so many commentary things where they've been chatting amongst themselves yeah. and there's a match going on yeah and it's usually a women's match and we're talking about wwe here and they're just chatting about something and there's a women's yeah. match going it's on it's usually about roman reigns or and John you're like Cena. wow yeah. okay this sucks even though they're at they sound like they're having a fucking laugh and having a great time they're not even being professional enough to talk about what's going on in front of them and that's they're the people who tell you to care yeah they lead you to care and we went back and watched like a really old wwe wwf or whatever it was then where it was like jerry the king and all that shit and it was a women's match and they didn't even call a spot it was just chatting and laughing and it was so disrespectful and it's like if you guys aren't telling me to care or you're not telling everybody to care they're not going to care and that's why this that's why that you know women's wrestling or tag team wrestling goes down the toilet because we're told not to respect it or give a shit so it's it is a fine line but i agree with you i i do prefer people to be natural and there's so much history there with like you know jericho and mark henry and yeah and and the thing you know like whenever big shows there and stuff it's like these guys have like got so many stories and so much to contribute and if there's someone to sort of butt heads with on commentary it's a really good opportunity just to have a one-liner, but drop it there and move on and allow the person who's calling it to yeah. be able to cut in and finish it. Yeah. And they're the lead. And, and you saying that just reminded me of a bit which Jericho and Mark Henry did. So they were going on about Omega, and Jericho says to Mark Henry, how many belts have you got, Mark Henry? Mm. And he goes, the only belt I've got is the one holding up my pants. <laughs> And it was great. It's a great little bit of colour line, like, and it's and it's funny. But yeah, the, so the um, the thing with like so back back in the day they would do that anyway. But when you when you see um, like a let's 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 take dynamite for instance, you know Dante Martin, mm-hmm. fucking performance of a lifetime. It was amazing, proper star quality making. You know we said it on the last show, but and the, but he got pinned. So everyone's going on about like, oh, well, they shouldn't have pinned him. They should have pinned Mike Seidel and all this kind of shit. No, they pinned him by him taking the one-winged angel and then all three of them V-triggered him. So they did the BTE trigger on him and then pinned him. And then afterwards, all the commentary team were talking about Dante Martin until Christian came out. Mm. And that's what happens. You know, if you listen to what they're saying, like, oh my God, what a performance. Yeah, Dante Martin may have been pinned this time, but holy shit, he's fucking coming next time. They don't do that in WWE. Ricochet knocks himself out by fucking headbutting Seamus's mask, and they don't say shit. You know, I saw gifs of him doing like mad high flying shit in that match. They don't say anything. Say, oh, what a performance by Ricochet? No, because he's just knocked himself out like a dweeb. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. Anyway, um, so that's the. I didn't think we'd go <laughs> that long about the commentary team. Uh, so Dasha Gonzalez is the in-ring announcer, so they've changed that up, so it's not just Justin Roberts, which I think is a good thing, and she did a good job. Uh, so first opening match, the first ever Rampage, Kenny Omega with Don Callis against Christian for the Impact World title. Now, from Dynamite, I was worried. Christian got booed. It wasn't looking good, but he didn't get booed in this match. He got fucking cheered out the building. But before we go on about the match, 
got to talk about Don Callis' ring gear. Yes. His, his attire. Iconic. Pink scarf, ruby red slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking his heels together. I want to go home. Or whatever it is. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no, definitely not in Kansas anymore, are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought this match was great. Ended with a kill switch onto the chair. So that again, it's the same thing as... The same the same idea as the MGF Jericho <clears throat> thing. MGF gets caught cheating or he's trying to cheat and the tables are turned and the face gets one up on him by doing the cheating. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah. And Christian Cage is your new Impact World Champion. Exactly what we said. You gotta build up a weak challenger, which is what they've got. But now it's you know, it could be belt versus belt. Well, probably isn't gonna be belt versus belt because Christian's been bought for impact, but it might be Bell versus Bell, and Kenny might just take it straight back. But who knows? But the crowd were great; they were really into it. Mm-hmm. When he hit the kill switch on the chair, they were all up on the feet, going for it. And the last thing I say about this: go and watch Being the Elite this yeah. week. <laughs> Possibly the funniest Being the Elite I've ever seen. When they were going, oh my god! When he starts going on about like. But I'm the bell collector. Oh, <laughs> I was dying, and then going on about fucking AAA. <laughs> just I'm not going to repeat it. Just if you've not seen it, go and fucking watch it because it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. It was a great segment. Next, Miro versus Fuego del Sol for the TNT Championship. It was quick. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be quick. Mm-hmm. He's getting his tornado DDTs in to start with. <laughs> Crowd are really up for it. They're really into it. And Miro just fucking kills him. Fucks him up, yeah. Fucks him up, rips his contract up, throws it at him, off he goes. Uh, post-match, uh, Sol um, finally gets up and the crowd are clapping. Sammy Guevara's music hits. Tony Khan comes out, gives Guevara a clipboard. Guevara says, you may have lost, but maybe there's victory in defeat. Sol has been coming to AW for a year and he's like 1 and 50. Crowd pissed, started pissing himself. <laughs> but the fans love him. So the fans love him anyway. Crowd starts chanting Fuego. He says, Tony felt like it was only right that he let him know that he is now officially all elite. The guy's crying his fucking eyes out. They hug. Sol's music plays. It was a fucking great moment. Yeah. It's a great moment. Now, can I just say that your vision song Fuego should be is Fuego? Brilliant! That would Great be show. mint. That would oh, be yeah. so that good. Would be good. Such a tune. I got the fire. Or something like yeah, that. yeah, it oh, would be yeah, mint. Yeah, oh, it would. It's really such like. a good wrestling song. Better than living the Davida Loca. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. Um, now, people really need. To fucking check themselves out. I'm going to grab a top up of my drink. Is that okay? Yeah, because I'm probably going to monologue some. So, we can't have nice things, apparently. You can't have nice things. So, this this fucking uh, moment. First ever Rampage. The crowd are fucking losing it. They're chanting Fuego. He's crying. He's got a contract. He's all elite. They tweet out he's all elite. Then I see nothing but shit on Twitter. People fucking shitting on it. Like, oh my God, he's a loser, he never wins. Why can't you just enjoy it? 
Why can't you just enjoy something for what it is? It's supposed to be a feel-good fucking moment, and you can't enjoy it. Not only can wrestling fans not enjoy it, because they've been conditioned not to enjoy wrestling, because, you know, if you watch a show, a a so-called super show over two nights where one uh, one heel loses in the entire weekend and all the other heels win and you've got fans in there trying to fucking cheer for something and they can't because every match they're getting fisted. That's what your condition does. So not only are fans can't enjoy it, but apparently journalists can't enjoy it either. So Fuego tweeted a thing about like ringside news or some shit, which I've never heard of, right? But they had like 170,000 followers. I was like, holy shit, you know, it's a big, reputable, more than... I don't know if it is more than Alvarez, but maybe, maybe not. They DM'd him, saying, I don't know what you're trying to pull. We we know you signed a contract three weeks ago. And then blocked him, and he couldn't reply. As if they blocked him? I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know what, they blocked him. So, what the fuck? That's like, we, we know, like, journalists are fucking arseholes. Mm. Absolute fucking arseholes. When, they, when they're actual, like, or trying to be journalists. They're just trying to get shitty scoops. When they're not getting paid. Yeah, yeah and, they're trying to fuck, and they're trying to fuck people. So, they've sent him this absolute arsey message, which he screenshotted and tweeted out and then got tons more love. So, more for them. But why why can't we have nice things? This is this is why we can't have nice things. Because as soon as something good happens, everybody fucking goes online and starts fucking ragging on it. Because he because he was like, oh why haven't he's got a contract? Why haven't they, don't see you signing one of these female wrestlers? It's like who the fuck has it got to do with anything other than Fuego in that situation? It's just un- unbelievable. Personally, I loved that moment, and I don't have any context about Fuego. I know I know that. You know, he came out the other week and you said he got flattened and there was that Lion King thing. That was yeah, him, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about the guy. I know he's bit. you said he's been on Sammy's YouTube thing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all. So I went into that completely cold, not knowing anything. And then seeing that moment of them coming out with the contract, it's like, we have, we have to remember, guys, this, this is a fucking entertainment programme. So even if he knew that was going to happen, which, you know, he, he made it look like he didn't, but, you know, even if he did, who cares? Because, like, everything is scripted. So it's, like, it's just nice to see something, like, really pure content, like, really nice, pure content that is, you know, really entertaining and watching someone... Because everybody knew he was going to get beat. And the fact that it was a contract thing, it's like, shit, he's going to get beat, though, and that's a shame. Like, why yeah. are they doing that? And it's like, well, they do it for that moment. And it worked. Yeah. It was just nice. It was just a lovely moment. Uh, absolutely. And Alvarez tweeted, he didn't know. He, it was a pure shoot. He didn't know about it. And I said to you, as soon as it happened, I said to you, or as soon as we saw that it happened, I said, I bet they've been winding that fucker up all day. I bet they've been saying, like, him and Miro in a, in a room with Tony Khan, and he's, like, outlining the match. And he's like, and then Miro, after you've beaten him, just stand up and just rip his contract <laughs> up. Yeah. You know, like, proper, like, winding him up, like, all day. So I watched Sammy Guevara's blog today. Oh, did you? And there is no way he knew. Really? Not a fucking chance. If he knew... Was was he on it? Was he? Yeah, he's well, he's on it all the time. Mm. But like, so it, it opens up with Sammy saying to the camera, regardless, Fuego's getting a contract tonight. It's a pure shoot. He doesn't know. 
and then they're building it up all day. And but they didn't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see them like taking the piss out of him. Yeah. But but they didn't. So like, if he if he knew that if he'd already signed like three weeks ago, the guy needs to fucking get get some Hollywood agent now. Because he was absolutely bawling his eyes out in that ring. And backstage he was bawling his eyes out oh, as well. And everybody was coming up to him backstage, like hugging him and saying, oh, you deserve it. And then he got, they said they did the tweet that is all elite tweet. Mm. And he was like, oh my God, that's the tweet. And like, uh, um, Aubrey was like, that's the tweet. Oh, you're in oh, now, you're bless. in now. That's so sweet. And then, and then he went, oh, he could have picked a better picture. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just a really lovely it was thing nice. to see. It was great. You don't often get to, like you say, you don't get to see that shit happen very often. No. Like, it's so rare you get to see just a nice moment. Like I say, I couldn't have given a fuck if it was scripted. I didn't care. In that moment, it no. didn't even cross my mind that... Like, I didn't even think about whether it was fake. Not because I was so convinced it was real, but because I didn't care. I just enjoyed it, because I'm there to be entertained. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if shit's weeks in the planning i don't care like most things are in wrestling so yeah definitely i couldn't give a shit if he knew he knew and he needs to fucking get a hollywood agent because he sold it to me Mm -hmm. if he he didn't but it's just this mindset of and you know you can say it might be wwe fans you can say you know it doesn't matter who it is it's wrestling fans you know even though i wouldn't class wwe as a wrestling show as a sports entertainment show it's not a wrestling show However, it has its own fans and it has crossover appeal because they both use a ring. If if it's a WWE fan just taking shots, fair enough. Mm. Like I said, fans can do that. Yeah. They're well within the rights to do that. Do I think it's worth your breath or worth your typing? No, I don't. But you can do it. But the people who are like, you know, bullshit, this is bullshit... Like fucking hell! Like you can't, you can't, you can't have anything. I just think it's like really like abhorrent way to act. You can tell these, you know, so-called journalists don't get paid. They're all hobbyist journalists because, you know, I don't know how it works in America, but I'm sure it's pretty similar. Like the, the, the take take it, guys, from someone who did a useless degree in journalism. There's laws to it. You know, you have to give someone a right to reply. So you've got to tell it. You've got to, like, if you're going to do a story on something, legally, you have to you have to tell them that you're running that story if you're going to accuse them of something. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to, because you've got to give them a comment. Like, that's, if you're going to, if you're going to write an actual article on it, or even just a news story, just so you can have that thing at the end going... Um, blah blah had no comment or blah yeah, blah's yeah. representative had no comment to yeah, make yeah. at the time we asked that's like journalism 101 that's why those fucking horrible kiss and tells that are in like the sun or used to be in the news of the world they'd break on the Sunday which is when they sold them out of papers but they'd always tell them like Thursday or Friday night and say we're running this story on Sunday what's your comment and then they then poor fuckers had to stew on it all weekend yeah and know it was coming. So it's like, it's just, it's complete bullshit. It's such a bullshit. Like it's, it's not, it's it's not like even such... like that, though. They, they didn't even, it wasn't like they were saying it to him as a, as a right to reply. No, thing. no, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's oh, like, sorry. they're not, you can tell they're not real paid journalists or have any integrity towards what they do because the right way to do it would be, if you're going to slide into his DMs, you, you do it beforehand and go... Did you know about this? Someone's told us that you did. Yeah. So what's your co- have you got a comment? Because we're going to run a story 
saying you didn't know. You don't slide into his fucking DMs, calling him like just to give him shit, calling him out, yeah, like like you are just some weird fan who's yeah. like being a troll, and then block him so like, he can't like even offended. reply. Like offended that they, that they did that. Like mm. literally offended. Unbelievable. I just think it's I just think it's just fucking grim. But it tells you everything that you know you know about rag sheets. You know, it's run by complete and utter trolls and weirdos. Yeah. Like, they are. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's some where there's some people who take it very seriously. But, you know, if you do, I'm really sorry because these cunts are ruining it for you. Yeah, and in those in the in the replies to the to the to Fuego tweet, I saw Matt Cardona saying that they, they, were, they were the worst. Everything was like, oh, these guys are known for being pricks. God, it's terrible. Like, what's, why are you do doing you know it? Why, why are you in that business? Do yeah. you do you like wrestling? Yeah, you clearly exactly. fucking don't. You're clearly making enemies left, right, and centre. So why the fuck are you even watching this shit if you if all you're doing is being a professional troll? This is the thing, right? And I said this to you the other night when Raw well, it was last night because Raw was on mm. while we were while we were chatting away. We practically did a podcast without the mic on last did, night, which yeah. is what we do. So you know, Raw Raw's on, and I was and I clicked on the, the like the the trending thing and because I was saying oh it'd be cool if CM Punk trended all the way through Raw uh, <laughs> yeah in a couple of choice ways but the um, I clicked on it and there were, and a few people like who I think are like journalists or stuff like that were like being really witty and funny about Raw mm. and I was like God if we you know if, if I could if I could do this if I could watch this I could try and do that and try and you know be funny but the problem with that is is then I'd have to watch it. And I don't have any interest in mm. WWE at all. I ain't watching NXT. I ain't watching NXT UK. I sure as fuck not watching Raw and SmackDown. And I'm definitely not watching SummerSlam. And the reason why is because I don't have the network anymore. We don't have the network. I ain't paying for it. And I don't have three hours to give to it. I don't, because it's not good enough. Well, it doesn't make you feel good. We never come exactly. out of it feeling good. We always come out of it feeling really disappointed, hence why we stop watching it. Because like, yeah. if you're coming out of something feeling like worse than when you went in, like that isn't an, that, you failed at your job as an entertainer for me. And that, the whole, you, you know, the clues in the fucking name of the company, it's entertainment. Yeah. And it is not entertaining me anymore. So you've failed. For me, you're not failed yeah. for everyone, but for me, you failed at entertaining me. Exactly. So what's the point in even bothering? Exactly. And this is the point. If I got paid to do this show, I'd have to watch Raw and SmackDown. Alvarez and the Wrestling Observer people, they have to, they feel like, I don't believe they do. I don't believe they do because when I when they're just talking about wrestling, like I don't get any enjoyment of of Al Brian Alvarez telling me how shit Raw was last night. Mm. Don't get any enjoyment whatsoever. I want him to get past that so they can talk about like the news and stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't like like the parts of like podcasts like all all the wrestling podcasts I listen to. I, the bit about it that I don't like is when they review shows because reviewing a show is subjective. Somebody can say. To me, till the blue in the face, that fucking Eva Marie and Dewdrop and Alexa Bliss are going to be the best show on SmackDown. Going to be the best match on SmackDown. Some people will genuinely think that because they really enjoy Alexa Bliss's gimmick. Mm-hmm. I don't. So there's no point in us talking about it. What we can talk about, though, 
is what the news was and what you know funny games about wrestling like fucking pick pick a heel and a face you know song we can talk about that because it's not it's not trying to what you're not trying to wind each other up whereas like alvarez has to review these shows and he's like that was garbage garbage show garbage show and the first time you hear it it's quite funny and i do and i know every time i say this we get a load of tweets saying keep doing the rants because they're funny but I, I believe me when I tell you I feel like this is the way it's going to go if I don't stop I'm now sick of Alvarez whinging about WWE mm. to me it's shit or get off the pot but he gets paid to do that job so that is his job so he has to watch Raw and Smackdown we don't get paid to do this Mm-mm. we can watch whatever the fuck we want we can talk about whatever we want if you guys want to give us a question about WWE fine we'll answer it because I'm up to date with kind of what's going on like I know what matches are I don't know how they've put them together or you know as much as an article that says this is what happened on Raw this is what happened mm. on Raw you know that's as far as I know but, but I won't watch it because it's not enjoyable to me and I'd rather talk about stuff that's enjoyable to me so I can feel like I'm having fun yeah Hundred percent. So if if Fuego del Sol getting a contract on a rampage pissed you off, Love Island started again. Go and fucking watch something else. Love Island's because, really over. Folks. Because it's well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure it's on demand. Yeah. Just just watch something else. Do something else with your time. Mm-hmm. Like the the days are far too short to fucking do. I I don't watch every ounce of New Japan, even though I'd love to. I don't watch every minute of ROH or of New Japan Strong. And I don't watch Dark religiously and I don't watch Dark Elevation religiously. They're all things that I would like to watch. But combined, it's about 24 hours a week. Like, I can't fucking dedicate 24 hours a week, a whole day, to just watching wrestling. Just watching other wrestling, not just like Dynamite and Rampage now and yeah. pay-per-views. And, you know, you can't dedicate that time. You'd be like doing that for fucking like four hours, like a night or some shit. The maths is off there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's I, just, absolutely. it's not worth your time. If something's annoying you, it might get better. WWE might get better. If it gets better, brilliant, I'm back in. You know, I'm never, I'm not going to say I'm never ever going to watch it again because that's stupid. It's a stupid way to think. You've got to be open to all these other shows. There's so much more out there. If it pisses you off that much, do something else. At the moment, I'm fucking around with my guitar again. Just do something else. There's so many hobbies you can do. Buy buy a PlayStation. Buy an Xbox. Don't buy an Xbox. No, I'm joking. But don't buy an Xbox. Buy a PlayStation. Or Steam. Or a Switch. I've got all of them. They're all great. Uh, you know, you, there's so much things you can do with your time. You can watch things. You can fucking watch a film. You can watch a documentary. Documentary that's worthwhile plugging. Um... The, the, the revolution will not be televised Summer of Soul uh, about a, a, like a, a jazz blues festival in Harlem that was filmed and they never showed it because of all the racism fantastic documentary 19 year old Stevie Wonder doing a drum solo I'll leave it there but there's so much more out there and if this doesn't give you any enjoyment why are you doing it? it just at, at this point now because to me it's gotten so bad. Wrestling Twitter and, and and the rag sheets and the fucking forums and all that kind of stuff has gotten so bad. I, I have to assume that everybody is, is a rational thinking person. So a rational thinking person would be, okay, I've watched AEW. Like Brian says it all the time. Watched AEW, don't connect with the characters. Fair enough. 
It's not your show then. Me, WWE, I don't... I think the booking's terrible. I can't watch it. Because one, there's loads of people there that I like that I think they're treating horrendously. And I can't watch it. It just makes me angry. So I don't watch it. But now it feels like people are in two camps. They're in the camp of the troll, which is fine to be in. The reason why it's fine to be in is because it's somebody playing a part. So you can never... You never you never get angry and you never get upset over what a troll says because they're playing a part. They're trying to wind you up and you just mute them, you just block them. It doesn't matter. That's one camp. The other camp are so stupid, are so blindly fanatical that even though they the, the show that they've put their eggs in the basket, whichever show it is, if it's letting them down, they will fucking defend it to the death. I'll give you a good example. Me and Gaz, Game Banter Gaz, last night were chatting about the Avengers video game that Square Enix did, right? It came out at launch and it was a fucking mess. It was glitchy all over the place. It had microtransactions to change the fucking colours of their gear. It was a complete live service mess. Like all these live service messes like Anthem. You know, it was a fucking disgrace of a video game. Considering... um, Insomniac pulled out Spider-Man and Miles Morales and the fantastic no microtransactions, no fucking... It was just a good fucking game, right? I, I say a little thing on on the po- on Gaz's post, which I think was underneath them doing... Because they showed off, like, DLC for Black Panther. And, he, and he's jumping across, like... I, I don't know what the fuck he's jumping across. Like, is it in, like, a Sonic setting where there's, like... Oh, yeah, just I, I did see it, actually, on the thing. And he does, like, a double jump, and it looks like PS1. It's awful. And Gaz made a comment, I was like, oh, and I just said, oh, is this, that, is this that Avengers game that nobody plays? Because the last article that I saw on it was the servers were fucked because nobody was playing. So, and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be... You know, you're probably going to have to pay for this crap or something like that. The amount of people tweeting. It was a good 10 people in the end. They're like, oh, bro, it's free. It's free. It's actually a really good game, this. I'm like, fucking hell. You'll go, you'll die. You, these people, these stupid people, will die for it. WWE have fans that will fight to their death for them. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter what you do. You can release all their favourites. You can squash all their favourites. You can push Eva Marie. They don't care. They don't fucking care. They will die for them. And anybody who says otherwise is fucking going to get it. And it's like, God, it's such a bad position to be in. I mean, it's a weird it's hill so to die on because you're not a part of the company. Exactly. Like it's, they don't give a they fuck. They don't care. They, they actually don't give don't a fuck. Care. AEW doesn't give a fuck either. No. Like, they, they put things up. Right, Tony Khan is a billionaire fan. So he's putting on billionaire fan shows. He's creating his own show as a billionaire... Ch- like, think back to Richie Rich. Macaulay Culkin in Richie Rich when he's got a fucking McDonald's in his own house on tap just for him. That's, that is Tony Khan. He's fucking yeah. Richie Rich. He likes wrestling. He's got a lot of money. So he can literally play house wrestling yeah. style. And that's exactly what he's doing. And do I think they do things with fans in mind? Yes, I do. I think everything they do is with fans in mind because Tony Khan is a mark in every, like, fucking capital M. And he's doing it because he knows what he likes and he's like, oh, the fans will love this. Mm. Because that's his default setting. I'm not saying, oh, Tony Khan's this great messiah. I've ranted about Tony Khan on here before about his questionable fucking ethics when it comes to interviews. But 
he is a billionaire who gets to play wrestling, mm-hmm. right? Vince McMahon has built a business from pretty much the ground up and he's done all that shit and he nearly went out of business twice. He's a businessman. He's not a wrestling fan. So he's going to make decisions based on the money rather than the fan. Mm. But AEW don't care either, really. Like, yeah, they want to put on a decent show, but they're, they're, you know, they'll have fucking people saying, oh, you've got to do it, and and TNT angry that Sting was debuted and not announced on the show beforehand to get the ratings. That's the beast, isn't it? If if you're going to enter, if you're going to enter that sort of world, you're going to be feeding the beast, and the beast are the networks and all of that shit and the money and all that crap. Yeah. It's it's just the way it goes. And the thing is, I do think that Vince McMahon in the Attitude Era, because he played such a... He wanted to wrestle. You know, he had his, like, mark, big mark-out moment when he was able to take his top off and be fucking, you know, like, in his late 40s, early 50s, and he felt must have felt great about himself, and yeah. he got to play wrestling. So yeah. he had the most fun. Funnily enough, at the time when the business is heralded at being its absolute best, yeah. at producing the best wrestlers, you know, obviously, again, not perfect, but nothing is. You know, like that everyone talks about the Attitude Era. And if you look back, it's when Vince was really involved. He was on camera all the time. He's having shitloads of fun. And that's his wheelhouse. Like, he wanted to... He wanted to be like maybe's shagging Trish and all that. You yeah. know, he, he was he was the man. He wanted to come on TV and be the man, and he got to be. And you know, his family's involved, and he's in amazing storylines that he's made for himself. You know, he's got two fucking massive superstars that he's created there. You know, at the very least, and you know, he's living his best life. You know, he doesn't have. You know, he's gone past that point now where it isn't fun for him to be involved anymore. He's vain, that's been said before, he doesn't want to be on camera because he feels like he looks old. You know, he's quite clearly had a facelift and all that shit. He's not having fun anymore. He's he's not... The fun years for Vince are over, and they were the years where, quite clearly, he was having the most fun, and the, the product, from a wrestling fan's point of view, was probably at its best. And it's like, it just shows that he's not... It's that thing of like you're not having fun anymore. It now it's just purely cash. Yeah, and the, the attitude era. I'm just gonna t- grab another drink. The attitude era tells you that WWE could get it back, and I don't mean in, like the attitude era style. But if you look at the matches in the attitude era, they were fucking awful. Mm. They're awful. Stone Cold is a is a reasonable worker, but he's not anywhere near the level of the guys that they've got now. The Rock nowhere near. Cena, nowhere near the level of talent that there is out there now because everything evolves and everything gets better. But WWE have never been about pure quality wrestling. They've been about entertaining you. And when they stop entertaining you, when things stop entertaining you, you've got to call it a day. And you've got to say, do you know what? I can't do this anymore. Because that's why we quit doing the podcast for like six months. Because we're like, this is shit. And all I do is whinge about it every fucking week. And I know I still do. So which is why I'll move on. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the point. If Fuego getting a contract angers you to the point where you're either a journalist and you're messaging him, calling him a prick, pretty much, or you're a fan saying, "Oh bullshit, this is all bullshit. Why is it all fake?" Like it's all fake. You fucking mark. Like it's the so, people are so weird. But anyway, anyway, let's move on. Let's move that's on. life. So main events. 
of Rampage. Britt Baker with Rebel versus Red Velvet for the AEW Women's title. Uh, reasonable match. Britt Baker wins by a submission. The crowd are fucking loving him. She's a star. She's an absolute superstar. And they have a weird moment at the end where she goes, a full-on heel. A full-on heel. And the crowd does not know <laughs> whether they should still be cheering her or not. So Britt Baker celebrates, big applause, then goes after Velvet again. <laughs> the crowd are cheering. They don't know if they should be cheering, but they're cheering anyway because it's, it's Britt Baker. Chris Statlander comes in, tries to make the save, gets attacked by a mystery woman who I, for a split second... <laughs> Along with a lot of people. <laughs> ...was 100% sure it was Becky Lynch. <laughs> I looked at her and was like, holy fuck, it's Becky Lynch. <laughs> and then she started moving on. Oh my God, it's not Becky Lynch. <laughs> holy shit. I fucking 100% thought it was Becky Lynch. She does have a look of her. Doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Like, especially when she had that hood on and she she took and you saw that when, flash when, of red hair. So when she like... took the hood off and it's slightly red hair and she looked at the camera, I thought, "Fuck, it's Becky Lynch," and I was about <laughs> to shit. I was about to shit all over the floor. If 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 they had got Becky Lynch, I, I would have just lost it. You were asleep. I would have been waking your ass up. You'd been in here. I'd have been rewinding it. It would have been great. But it's Jamie Hater. Yes. Not Becky Lynch. Now, I've never seen her. Apparently, she's a stardom, ex-stardom wrestler. She was with AEW before we started watching it. I saw Kyle put a tweet out saying was impressed with her work before she went She's British, yeah? She's British, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's always nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Britt Baker is going to have a very, very prominent role, which means she will have a very prominent role as well. So it's interesting that they've brought somebody in from the outside to be part of this little stable, and not have somebody who's been on, like, Dark for fucking six yeah, months. Yeah, So I think that's a big feather in the cap. But she will be on Dark wrestling for oh. probably a while. But she'll be out on Dynamite and on Rampage every week with, with Brit anyway. And it's easy for her to say, you know, Jamie, attacker. Yeah. So we're going to get Chris Statlander versus Hayden, maybe on a Rampage or a Dynamite. So that'll be her introduction mm. to everybody. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah this says she made a handful of appearances in 2019 Baker said she was going to find somebody to watch back Hader is the lady to watch back and that was Rampage I enjoyed it very much it's an hour it's quick Perfect, it's yeah. to the point it's a great length like I said I, you know New Japan Strong is great it's an hour you know an hour long wrestling show NXT Perfect. used to be an hour mm, it was great it was great well, they are going back to taping again, so who knows how, how good that will get now. Um, so next, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a major angle closed NJPW Summer Struggle event in Currican Hall a couple of days ago. Rapongi 3K split in the midst of losing their junior tag league, super junior tag league match to Desperado and Kanemaru. Show turned on Yo. It's an eight-year partnership. <sighs> Fucking Yo got injured, came back. They did a they did a spot in the match where what cost it him was like his old injury, and show and show was just looking at him, and I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do this, and he fucking pile drives the cunt. It was amazing. <laughs> They'd been on a losing streak. They lost all four of their junior tag league matches. It was great, um, but they worked over his knee, and that was the injury, and he sort of stumbled on the knee. 
great great fucking stuff it was i know like new japan is always about the wrestling it's never about like the angles and storylines but when they do go here it's great it's fucking great it's eight years in the fucking making so top stuff resurgence watched the show really enjoyed the show however a couple of bullshit things i'm going to point out one you got to put english commentary on new japan world live if you're going to fucking start doing that I'm not interested. Like, literally, because I've watched a few shows in Japanese, it's fine, but this is the American show, the first time back, Kevin Kelly's there, he's doing the commentary, and to hide it behind Fight TV's paywall is bullshit, because people subscribe to New Japan, and people have been subscribed to New Japan for a very long time, much longer than me, who were very angry at this mm. so fucking sort your shit out and I tweeted him a few times and didn't get a response obviously because I'm not big enough but you know maybe ringside news or whatever <laughs> get a response oh, Jesus Christ but it was bullshit it was absolute mm. bullshit I turned it on it was in fucking Japanese the Japanese commentators every time they talked it muted what was going on in the ring so you couldn't really Sound hear the crowd was awful because they'd awful. obviously muted it all it was it was just shit. It yeah. just looked shit. They, tur- they turned down the mics in the arena and turned up their commentary mics. So every time they turned it on to talk, it muted it out. It was fucking shit. Point two, I understand that you want a shot of that Coliseum logo with the Olympic rings. I understand you want that. However, there were two and a half, no, two, uh, two, 2,200 people in that venue, right? It looked like there was 50 you got to fucking sort it out. 2,000 people were there. A similar amount to Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I think Double or Nothing might have been fine. But similar similar amount to the Dynamite that had the most people that were in there for Daly's Place. That was like 2,500 people. And you know how full that looked. It looked fucking ridiculously full. you got to light the crowd up. You have to show them. There's no, there's no excuse... Just because you want to show a, a fucking picture of that flame going off on top of it isn't isn't a good excuse. You can't make it look like there's 50 people there. So sort your shit out. Next, get mics that work. Please get mics that work. Fucking hell. So many things were ruined by those mics not working. So many things. But anyway, on to the show. I'm not going to run through the whole show because I can't be asked. But it was fucking great from start to finish. Apart from Hikaleo and Juice Robinson, that was all over the place. But bless him, he's on excursion. So Osprey returns, says he's not going back to Japan. Brings out the fucking New Japan World Heavyweight title again. Says he's the champion. Pisses off the LA Dojo guys. And that's going to be his home for a bit, New Japan Strong. So that's New Japan Strong, just from this show, went from an interesting one-hour show that I watch every week to 100% watching it every week. Because it's fucking great. Uh, Finlay loses to Jay White. Jay White's still the never open weight title champion. Uemura. Shibata does a little run out. Says come with me. Gives him an LA Dojo shirt. Brilliant. Because I think he's great. And Uemura had his uh, graduation match with Akada. And Akada gave him like a fucking running drop kick like after the match. Mm. And like Kevin Kelly was like, oh my God, he'll remember that when he comes back. <laughs> well, Uemura gets the pin in this in the match that he was in. So they think very highly of him and he does look the part. Archer, Tanahashi, great match, great story. Archer went full heel, shouting at the crowd. 
even though he's cheer, he was cheered, he was still shouting and telling him to shut up. Tanahashi is now your new IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. So he's the Grand Slam champion now as well. So it's another t-shirt that they can pull out with Grand Slam Ace on it or something like that. I loved all the after shit of you know, Archer putting him over and coming back to face again for when he turns up on Dynamite on Wednesday. But he said, and he said this all the way through the show, about fucking AEW and ROH and CMML. Um, this is just a fucking exciting time. Because he says to him, you've got to come to AEW and you've got to, uh, if you come to AEW, you've got to be, it's got to be me first. Moxley sat at ringside, he's shaking his head because he gave Tanahashi shit the other week. I want Tanahashi in AEW. It's going to be amazing. Don't think it's going to be Moxley. Everybody's saying it's going to be Moxley for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I need Tanahashi in, in AEW. It'll be so fucking cool. Just like one match, it'd be great. It'd be absolutely great. But that was a top show. Go and check that out if you've not watched it already. Uh, Super Junior Tag League winners today I've not seen this but it's El Desperado and Kamaru uh, they beat Ishimori uh, and uh, El Fantasmo who are the Junior Tag Team Champions so they've won that fair play to them other wrestling companies AAA oh yeah there's only really one thing to talk about and I've, and I've, <laughs> I've got the picture of the tweet in front of me I'm back like I never left. Woo! <laughs> so Andrade versus Omega wasn't the main event, but it was the uh, the co-main event. Uh, Omega uh, retained, but there was a spot in the ring with Flair and uh, Conan. Chests were getting chopped. Legs were getting wrapped up. That's how you use a legend. Oh, absolutely. But he, he, he don't, that's not what he wants. He wants fucking 30 minutes with Sting is what he wants. <laughs> oh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. So Meltzer said that AEW had control over Omega's finish, but as normally when Meltzer reports something, and they correct it a couple of days later. So AAA made the call that Omega kept the title. It wasn't AEW at all. Because um, apparently Meltzer was saying, oh, they didn't want him to lose two nights in a row. Like, yeah, whatever. So the main part of it is the nature bar. And... The No Show. Oh, yes. That's a bit of WWE news I don't mind talking about. Yeah. Would, would you agree? I would, yeah, I would agree with that. So there's a very interested onlooker in a few backstage pictures. One Charlotte Flair, who was supposed to be on a show that night in Charlotte for WWE. For weeks, it's been announced that the main event was going to be Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. That's your main event. And apparently... She legit no-showed the motherfucker to the point where the crowd were chanting, "We want Charlotte." They were booing when it went when it finished, and fucking probably Greg Hamilton. Someone was like, "Oh, yo, sorry guys, but you know that's all for tonight. See, see you next time we're in town." And like, "We want Charlotte. We want Charlotte." How bad's that? It's bad. It's bad because they advertised her up until the day of the show as being the main event. So the good, you know, the 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 bitch in me wants wants it to be fucking Charlotte just didn't turn up. Mm. But obviously that's not the case. She'll have told somebody. But then that person didn't tell the people who were putting the show on. So fucking Nikki Ash had to go out there again and get fucking chewed out by the Charlotte crowd, which is amazing. But how cool is that? So like, 
Andrade comes out with Flair. Omega's got Conan. Charlotte's watching. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I read that Flair didn't get paid for that. Is that how you get around it with the... the maybe, the, the yeah. Compete, yeah maybe. It, I saw um, a news story before that I didn't click into, but it was like Flair received no no payment. Do you reckon that's what the non-compete is? Maybe you can, it is. You can't get paid. Yeah, maybe that's the loophole. Maybe that's the funny loophole in it. God, everybody would be abusing it if that was the case. Yeah, it can't be then, can it? Because no. you would just be like, oh, fuck it, I'll just wrestle for free. Because yeah. I'm getting paid by WWE. Yeah, so. I'll wrestle for free, free for these 90 days. And then on the 90th yeah, day, pay me a million quid. You know, <laughs> Six billion, please. Tony. Can't, can't be a thing. Can't be a thing that, that they're allowed to do that. But Ric Flair don't give a shit. It's Ric Flair. He don't give a fuck about his non-compete. Yeah. And do you know what? He might not have one. I've not seen he has, but I've not seen he hasn't either. Because he's not classed as a competitive wrestler to WWE. He's on a different contract. Yeah. He'll be on their Legends contract. Which I would be very surprised if it holds as much information in that contract about wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like he's not he's not competed for WWE for fucking years. So maybe yeah. the Legends contract is all about like what you are and are not allowed to do in terms of like commentary, in terms of selling, you know, like advertising. Maybe it doesn't really touch upon competing because they assume you're a retired wrestler and you don't wrestle well well, uh, Renee's contract has a non-compete so I think they just call it that when they say you can't turn up for any wrestling companies but maybe she can't turn up for wrestling companies in the United States well yeah because we've seen Andrade showed up in AAA like well before his 90 days but maybe that is the thing. Maybe it's an American thing. But then people would have gone to New Japan. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? So, no, it can't be. Ooh. I just Ooh. think Ric Flair doesn't give a I think, I think that motherfucker does what the fuck he wants. He doesn't give a shit. Sue Ric Flair, what the fuck? You care? Like, yeah. he doesn't give a shit. The guy doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. And I'm not saying that the man is like absolutely minted. He's not a fucking billionaire. And I very much doubt he's... I'm sure he's like a millionaire, but I bet he's not like a massive millionaire. I bet it's not like tens of millions. I bet it's like five, six, seven. No, when you think about people like, I'm sure like when the, you know, the fucking Times Rich list comes out, I'm always quite surprised at like how few millions some people have. It's like something daft like, and this, I could be completely wrong, but some, the example I always think of is Elton John, written loads of songs, and I'm sure his net worth is something like 60 million. Right. And you think, that's a, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But you think, he has well, written... That's Elton John, yes. And Lion King shit yeah, and yeah. all that shit. You think it would be like, considering like the other week, Rihanna is now a billionaire. Like, it's like, oh. she's the first sort of like pop star to become like a billionaire. How though? Just from like, she's done like, um, like and makeup and right, fashion okay. shit and stuff like that. But, but didn't you say like Beyonce was something like 20 million or something? It's not that. It's hundreds. She's in the oh, hundreds, okay. but she's low. She's not as much as... Yeah, because yeah, I was listening to that Britney Spears podcast. Because Britney Spears is like 50 million or something like that. It's, so that's crazy in itself. Yeah, it, it's really? mad. It's fucking mad. But, don't say that these people deserve anymore, but you just assume no, but you assume, do. But you, yeah. are, but you do. And, and the thing with Ric Flair is... I always on the side of more. Yeah, <laughs> Ric Flair will be a millionaire, but he won't be like a mad millionaire. Like, he won't be crazy. He won't have like, fuck you money. Enough to get those private jets, brother. 
be nuts though, I don't think. I don't think it'll be as much as we would imagine Ric Flair would earn, would have. So like, but, so he, he, he hasn't got that fuck you money that's a case of, oh, so sue me then. Who cares? He just genuinely doesn't care. He don't give a shit. No, and it's amazing. We were talking last night because we, we sort of <laughs> sort and we got to repeat this conversation because it was amazing. But we were saying about like, you know, Charlotte is like supposed to do this show in Charlotte. And that's the whole point of, of her being in the main event because they wouldn't have put her in the main event if it wasn't. And like she just rings her dad up and she's like, and like Rick's like, oh, I'm I'm going with Andrade to Mexico. Come with us, come with us. Yeah, and her going like, yeah, because you, you can imagine her going like, oh, I've got to be at this show. And him just being that devil on your shoulder going, what are you going to do? Yeah. What she's got like two devils do? on her shoulders. One's a dad and one's a husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, what, what are they, but seriously though, her not going to the live show, say in the worst case scenario, she actually no-showed. Yeah. Say she actually did, and oh, I hope she did. I really well, hope she in, did. In an ideal world, she knows. Well, she was on. She was on Raw. But like what are they going to do? Year. They're going to sack Charlotte Flair. Yeah. They're going to fire her. Yeah. No, because there's so many options now. That it doesn't matter if you get fired. If you're as famous as her, yeah. it matters if you're someone like Carmella. If you get fired from yeah, WWE, yeah. like that matters. Like it's 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 really would be devastating. I imagine for her. And if Lana, CJ, wasn't with Miro, it'd probably be devastating for her too because, you yeah. know, it's she's not known for wrestling. She won't get picked up by these companies. Yeah. So it would be really hard. But Charlotte would be sorted. Even if she didn't sign with AEW, she could bounce around wrestling things. She could do loads of other shit. She's Charlotte Flair. She's barely even scratched the surface yeah. of trying to get other jobs based off of the back of being Charlotte Flair, she could probably have her own fucking, if she wanted to, and I would not want her to, she'd probably just book a reality TV show in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Her, Andrade and Rick, their life. Oh my God. It would be nuts. It'd be like the Osbournes. That would, that brings me on to the next point we were making last night. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like saying like whenever, um, <laughs> whenever there's like a family do or something, it all starts off very like cordial and you know, like a barbecue, like respectful yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like a few, a few beers in, Rick and Andrade are just rolling around the garden. <laughs> like, and Andrade has gone there, like dressed up, and he's all yeah. nice. But it's Rick; he just gets his top off. Yeah, he's like, "Come on!" And slapping his shoulders, like punching himself <laughs> in the face. This is real, brother. This is real. <laughs> Bleeding everywhere. I bet it's. I bet it's a fucking nightmare. Because I said, didn't I? I was like, Charlotte's just like, I wore a dress for this. I know. Yeah, that's what you I said. I wore a fucking dress. I for wore this. a dress for this shit. And Andrade's like, Andrade and Rick are like rolling around the grass. <laughs> yeah. If you played a montage, it's like they're rolling around the grass, and then it's like it just shows him on the porch smoking cigars yeah. and Andrade's like just come with me just be my right hand man they're totally. both pissed got her arm around yeah, each yeah, other totally. and all that shit just come with be my right you can be my like you can be my heater you can be my fucking yeah, man yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. treat you really well and yeah. you know, I've got full creative control Rick and you would too it would just be like so funny yeah and that, and that thing with the with the AAA match because I watched the whole match I've not watched the whole show but I watched that that match in particular. I do want to go back and see this Marvel shit that they do every year. Oh yeah, just because apparently it's hilarious. But the 
you know, there's tons of people in this arena. It's a fucking, from the looks of it, it's sold out. I don't know how, what the attendance was like. I saw a few months ago that it, they thought it was going to be like socially distanced and all that kind of stuff. And it just wasn't. It didn't look yeah. socially distanced to me at all. But like the, you know, the, one of the commentators is like the old Spanish commentator from WWE who got let go like a couple of years ago. And he's like, love you, brother, love you. And like, you know, giving him a kiss on the cheek and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, I thought, oh, what, what? You've basically in in fucking twenty minutes, or you know, however long the match was, you've shown Ric Flair off to be an absolute fucking superstar, mm. more than WWE have done in years. And then to find out he didn't even get paid for that, he just did it because he fucking loves doing it. It's that lease of life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. And that my point now is, as much as we were saying it last time. If he wants to get in there with Sting one last time, he can fucking do it. Yeah. If he wants to do it and he wants to die in that ring, as he said on TNA, I will die on on WWE. I'll die in this ring before I retire. If he wants to get in there and have a match on Dynamite on TNT with Sting, because he was moving well, he was slapping, he was slapping, you know, fucking Kenny Omega. Ten years younger than that time when we said Ric Flair does not look well. No. He looks at and you know he's got his guns out. He's all this. He's, tra- he's training for something. If he wants to go ten minutes with Sting one more time on Dynamite and it's a shit show, so be it. Because he can do. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And you fun. know full well that AW would treat him with respect. It would just be a segment on a Dynamite or maybe even a pay per view. But I think it would be a Dynamite because the store or a Rampage. Mm. The story of. And before they moved to TBS, the story of Sting Ric Flair one more time on TNT is too good of a story to pass up. Mm. So, if he wants to do it, hey, who the fuck am I to say he can't do it? Absolutely. I, I, I admire the guy in a lot of ways. I really do. I just think, you know, regardless of where he turns up, what he does and all that shit, you know, it's... It's so bloody easy to collect your check from WWE, you know, Hall of Famer, you're always going to be sort of like on there, you know, on the agenda, but you know, you're not going to be used very well at all. No. And the funny thing is, it's like Ric Flair's in his like 70s, right? Yeah. Then you think back on, you know, Big Show and Mark Henry are in their 50s and it's like, shit, yeah, they were treating them like Flair. Yeah. They would do a lump in them all together like these old has-beens. And regardless of how you view these wrestlers and whether you want to see them wrestle again, you know, it is is a moot point. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that these people are not decrepit old bastards. Yeah. And that thing I said to you the other day about, like, when you get older, like, you and I and everybody listening who isn't a wrestler... When we get older and our bodies start to fail us and we need things like hip replacements and all that shit and fucking knee surgery and, you know, we understand that we're getting older because that is an indication to us that we're getting older. When you're a wrestler who is always getting surgery... Yeah. From the age of fucking in your 20s to your 30s, your 40s, you're always getting surgery. You're always in fucking surgery. You're always getting injuries. Da, 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 da. The getting older process will just feel like being a wrestler. Yeah. So they won't acknowledge the times when their body tells them you're old. 
they'll just go, it's a wrestling injury. Yeah, and I've yeah. had these since I was in my 20s. Yeah. Just another surgery for me. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have that wake-up call. You're constantly feeling like, no, I'm a wrestler. Yeah. And if I get injured, that's I've always been injured. Like, that's yeah. just... It. So it's like a psychological thing for wrestlers where I think that the aging process doesn't quite feel as dramatic as it does for us because they're always injured. They're always hurt. They're always getting operations. So, you know, they they will not... Ric Flair, even in his 70s, will not fucking feel like he's fucked. And he was moving around well. And do you know what? He's been been fucking put through the ring in the last couple of years. You know, he's he's had tons of health issues. Mm. You know, like we said on the last show, he's nearly died a couple of times. And... You know, Jerry, do you remember? Do you remember that moment, like Jerry? Jerry, here's some here's some breaking news for you if you've not heard this. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, has. Jer- Jerry Lawler. I don't think they have because it's not it's not very big. Jerry Lawler like nearly died whilst announcing like years ago. Mm. Everyone remembers that moment where he got caught. He got carted off, and he was fucking dead next to Michael Cole. He was dead, and they had to resuscitate him. He is going against Enzo in a casket match. <laughs> on an indie show very soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So obviously they'll work safe, but the, the thing the thing is he's been put through the mill the last couple of years. Flair, he's been degraded. He's been made to cry on TV on command. You know he's just been fucking put into a storyline with somebody. You know, so he's shagging this younger girl. He's yeah, been insinuating he was fucking Lacey Evans. Yeah, he's been treated like a fucking loser. Right. One night in Mexico. And he gets in the ring, and he's chest-chopping fucking... Him and Andrade, I mean, I'm sure Charlotte was fucking like, this is the greatest moment of my life. (laughs) Him and Andrade are chest-chopping Kenny Omega, who is widely considered as the best wrestler in the world at this moment in time. People can argue otherwise, and they may be right. But they're fucking chopping away, and then the crowd are going fucking nuts, and he he locks the figure four on Conan... Andrade locks the figure four on Kenny Omega. The crowd are losing their shit. Who, you know, he's going to come out that thinking, I can fucking still do this. Mm-hmm. I can still be an asset to somebody. I'm not just the old guy that they take the piss out of. I'm somebody who can be a genuine asset. Does that mean he should be wrestling on a week? No. When I say he can have a final match with Sting, I'm talking final match. But there's no reason why he can't do in AEW what the other legends do. Mm. And I don't mean Big Show and Mark Henry because they'll have matches at times. I'm talking Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm talking Tully Blanchard. You know, I'm talking Conan. They they get physical, but it's like a punch or something mm. like that. You know, the Tully match he was hardly in and he slingshot suplexed Marco Stunt. I could slingshot suplex Marco Stunt and make it safe. So that's absolutely fine. He, he has a lot to offer Ric Flair as Ric Flair. The brand itself is yeah. ridiculous. And now he's allowed to just go go to town, hopefully. Yep. And I, I think he will. And AW has done nothing but treat their, their fucking legends with respect. Mm. So whatever they do with, with... So this is the thing. We always... And we've got to kind of get out of this mindset. And for the next couple of months, you know, because AW and New Japan and stuff are going to ramp up and it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. That Arthur Ashe show 
is going to be insane. You've got potentially CM Punk on that show. You've now got Ruby Soho on that show, potentially, because she's teased something about having a train ticket to New York, but she misses the train. It Does she mean she's going to Arthur Ashe? Does she mean she's just... She, it was New York, and that's the WWE thing, and she's missed the train, and all that stuff's coming up, and that was a really cool vignette that they shot mm. for her, because I've watched it. It's really cool. It's really high production, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. Potentially Ruby Soho, Daniel Bryan on that show. Mm-hmm. It's mental. Ric Flair. Fuck it. The, the next... Bray Wyatt, eventually. These next few months are going to be fucking crazy. And booking-wise, the only thing that I've been strongly against has been the Hangman Page shit. And now we know he's going having a kid. Yeah, know? so it was always so, going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way it goes. That's the way things go. And they, they wrote him out well. They did the... Uh, Dark Order thing on being the elite, which hundreds of thousands of people watch, so they know that, mm. and it was great. So I have no uh, re- reason to believe that AEW is going to fuck up any storyline anytime soon because they've not fucked up one. Whereas WWE consistently fuck up everything, which is why literally everything. Like name me something they haven't fucked up. I dare you to name me something they haven't fucked up. They fucked up Edge's return, which should have been the, the biggest fucking face return of all time, outside of Daniel Bryan coming back from fucking retiring. They fucked that up. Mm. Absolutely insanely. Yep. They had a, 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 a well-established fucking face storyline for Finn Balor to go for the title that he would never lost because he had to give it up because of his injury. And they fucked that as well. And it's just like, you can't you can't fucking trust him with anything. And unfortunately, that's the mindset that I'm always in. I'm like, oh my God, Ric Flair. Oh, it's going to be awful. No, just believe him. There's a reason why they put these things in main events. Like when they, when they put main events on, you're like, huh? Why is that the main event? And then you watch it and you go, holy shit, that's why it was the main event. Yeah. I've got to stop. I've got to get out of this fucking shit. It's going to take mindset. a while. It'll take a while because we're so used to it. You know, we were WWE people for our lives, essentially. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's hard to shake it in a way. It is. It is. I've got one more bit of, uh, bit of news. Okay. To talk about. For other wrestling promotions and that kind of stuff. The British heavyweight title is going to be defended this weekend. Will Ospreay versus Doug Williams, that's another good example of keeps retiring, keeps coming back, um, has been announced for Rev Pro. So the Rev Pro is on New Japan. Will Ospreay's, you know, has it on New Japan all the time. He had it in LA. So Os- Ospreay posted on picture of the match graphic writing, Lambs to the Slaughter. Come watch Doug's second retirement match. I'm bringing both belts. So the New Japan belt will probably be there as well. And the show will take place at the Victoria Warehouse in Manchester, England, mm. <laughs> on August the 21st. Hmm. Hmm. Any room on ones? I have zero room on ones. Is it, as in you don't have any? No, I don't have any. I've got my room on ones out of the way with the resurgent show. Yeah. But I'm not putting them in because... You know, we're living in fucking crazy, you, crazy season. Yeah, you're not ready. Not ready to do that yet. No, I'm not going to... You can't it, put, like, a tiny mistake in. It's well, got to be a trope. It, it was a fucking loads of tiny uh, well, mistakes, yes. though. Yeah. But anyway, it, 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 production. Get your production <laughs> shit in order. 
Impact and New Japan, for Christ's sake. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Wow, we did it. It's a good show. It was a good show, I enjoyed myself. About two hours. God knows, I don't like an episode know. Of I don't have the it. time on, it's just a bunch of numbers. I think we started around nine and it's, it's coming okay, up to Okay, okay. Now then, ladies and gentlemen, strap yourself in. Oh, something else coming. What? What have we got? Can oh. I finish it? No, I'm sorry. I just thought you strapped yourself <laughs> in for something that's happening on the podcast. No. Oh, okay. Well, the podcast will return very, very soon. Maybe it'll be Thursday. Maybe it'll be Friday. No, it won't be Friday because you're away. be Saturday afternoon. Saturday. Saturday afternoon after I've slept off my hangover. Saturday, we'll definitely be doing a show. I wouldn't mind doing one Thursday for like the Dynamite because there might be some stuff on Dynamite and it's mm. always a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But, strap yourself in. Order your fucking pizza with broccoli. <laughs> Get your flaming Cheetos with your pizza. Get your Gatorade, get your Pepsi, get your beers, get your wines, get your get your fucking vodka, get whatever it is that you do when you relax and when you enjoy something. Because this week and the weeks coming up could be the greatest. So just fucking enjoy them. Yeah, drink it in. Just fucking drink them in. Enjoy it. Don't be a fucking mark. Don't be one of those people that if something goes wrong and, you know, you don't you don't get what you want or certain people might not be going against certain people on shows and that kind of thing, drink it in. Enjoy yourself. And until next time... Cheerio, motherfuckers. Pip, pip. Enjoy your week, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time. Bye. Bye.